Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hope all of you guys are doing well. Once again, you have joined me, Trevor Pope, for another episode of In The Word Podcast. I pray that since the last podcast, all of you guys out there are doing well. As usual, it is an honor and a privilege to have you guys with me. Listen, if you have not liked this video on YouTube, please don't forget to do that. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, click that subscribe button. Also, click the bell. And after you click the bell, click all. It will notify you every time we upload something to this YouTube channel. Also, the podcast can be found on many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. So if you're into just listening to the podcast in audio, you can go to those various platforms, iHeartRadio and uh, places like that and listen to the podcast. But listen, this week I want to talk about a documentary that I saw um, a few days ago on Netflix. Actually, I think it was the end of last week that I saw it. But it was a documentary called The Social Dilemma. And the documentary dealt with the dangerous human impact of social networking. So it really talked about the impact that social media is having on us as human beings and how dangerous it is and some of the effects that is, you know, that is coming from social media and how it's affecting us, you know, that are using social media and all of these different platforms. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is the documentary, it was a pretty good documentary. I think they laid out some good points about some of the things that we see happening to, you know, people that have been using social media for a long time. We see some of the effects of it because sometimes we see the things that they post, um, some of the things that come from social media, some of the bad things, some of the good things. But they were mainly talking about mainly the dangers. It wasn't even so much some of the good things that come from it because we know that there are some good things. But it seems nowadays with all of the things that's going on behind the scenes of, of social media, not only by the users, but also by the creators and the owners, you know, it's just a lot of different things going on that some people are aware of and some people aren't. So I think that they, you know, did pretty good with laying out some things and pretty much most of the people that were talking in this documentary were like early creators and people that worked for, you know, Facebook earlier, uh, early creators of Facebook, Instagram, you know, they might've worked on different, you know, sections of those social media platforms, whether it was in advertising or, you know, creating like buttons on some of the platforms. So it was just different people from all types of social media platforms. Most of them, which are in different platforms are own their own businesses now and basically, you know, whistleblowing on some of the practices uh, that these social media platforms are doing. And like I said, I thought it was was pretty good. Some of the things that they laid out, um, you know, do they have some responsibility in some of these things? Absolutely. You know, is everybody on the documentary up there, you know, with the right motives? Are they really up there because they care about us, the consumer, the user? Um, hopefully, you know, it sounds that way, but, you know, we know how it is in this world, man. You know, everybody don't always have good intentions when it comes to, you know, calling out people or getting after people. Some people, it's it's a revenge thing. Maybe they were fired. Maybe they were let go. And then some genuinely, you know, want us to know, you know, those of us that don't know some of these things that are going on behind the scenes, like, listen, you know, these things are very dangerous. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because it also reminded me of a couple of um, things that I talked about in the past, like on one of the Eat Up Mondays, I believe it was episode 54, I talked about 
uh, a perception-based society. And I was basically saying it's not about what they think, it's about what you know. But a lot of times, you know, because we deal so much with perception, you know, with attention, idea, and image, that sometimes we allow these platforms to to dictate to us you know, how our lives are or how our lives are going. We, we go by what people think and what they're saying according to the things that we've posted. We, we look at what we've posted and we look at the responses, you know, how many likes, how many dislikes, um, negative comments, positive comments. So, you know, I talked a little bit in that episode about it. Life shouldn't be about what somebody else thinks. It should be about what you know. And I also talked about on one of the in the word podcast, one of the previous podcasts, number 17, I talked about whose information are you dressed in God's or the world's. And when we looked up the definition of information, it was an informing of being informed knowledge that applies to any body of facts gathered by study, observation, something told news, intelligence, learning, word, instruction. And I just talked a little bit about how it is very important that we find ourselves dressed in God's information in his word, because how many know, and you can go back and listen to that podcast. We act out the information that we are dressed in. And a lot of times when we see on social media, all of this continually, you know, just continuous information coming at us night and day, 24 seven, if we're not careful We'll begin to cling on to all of those words, all of those information, all of that news, and we'll begin to act a lot of those things out. And that was some of the things that they talked about. So it just reminded me of those two different episodes of me talking about those various things. And I was like, man, I just wanted to just kind of go back over some of those things again. And not only that, I wanted to give you some quotes also from the uh, documentary, some of the quotes from the people that were in the documentary, just in case you haven't seen it or didn't plan on seeing it. Um, Just some quotes and some things that were said that I thought were very interesting, you know, but what we have to understand is when it comes to these social media platforms, they're competing for our attention. And basically, if, if you've been a social media user for any length of time, you know, we all know that, like, basically, the suggested videos on whatever platform you are, are on the pictures, whatever it is, it's, it's basically trying to keep you engaged as long as possible. And people don't realize places like Facebook, Google, Instagram, you know, they're competing for your attention. Basically, how much time can we get you to spend with us? In other words, how much of your life can we get you to give to us? And that's very, that's a very serious thing because there are a lot of people that unfortunately they they keep their head in their telephones and in social media all day long. You know, they pretty much maybe 10 hours of the day are posting what they're eating, what they're doing, their accomplishments. And these things aren't bad in themselves, but you have to be real careful when, you know, social media becomes like your, your personal, uh, you know, when it becomes your personal reality TV show, because that's basically what it it kind of does. It turns the platform into your own personal reality TV show, because now you get to post up everything you're doing. You get to post up everything you're buying. You get to post up who you're engaging with, where you work at. And you know what? Years ago, I found myself doing some of those things, you know, maybe not as much as as I've seen other people do it, but there was a point where I would post up something that was going on with my kids or my wife and I having a date night and all these things. And it just got to the point where I just started questioning myself like, well, well, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? And once again, not that it's a bad thing. I, I don't think that people that are doing that are bad or you know, everybody's doing it with, with ill will or bad intention. But what I started to see is it it puts a lot of pressure on you because it basically has you trying to, 
you know, in some cases, it's not everybody, but if you're not careful, it will have you trying to show to somebody else, like, listen, we're living a good life or, you know, my kids are doing this and that, or I'm doing good in this area. And, you know, I just want to make sure that you guys know about that. It like puts this type of pressure on you. But the unfortunate thing is, is some people can post up and, and, put up accomplishments and things that's going on. And if nobody really engages or say congratulations, it won't really necessarily bother them. But the issue is, is everybody, you know, they're not able to handle it that way. Some people, they post up and they look for that attention. They want that congratulations. And if they're not careful and they don't get that, it can be problematic. And that was one of the things they talked about in the documentary. They talked about the depression that comes from using social media. They talked about, you know, the, the, the rates in suicide, some things that they were able to link to the depression that came from using these social media platforms. And that led to suicide because believe it or not, man, everybody is not self-confident. Everybody is not confident in themselves or, or even have a, a, a Lord or even have Jesus to lean on a God to lean on to, to read his scriptures and understand what he thinks about us and get our confidence from the word about who we are. And when that happens and you're looking for that attention from other people, like you may be broken and you're looking for this attention from other people to help fix you. But the unfortunate thing is, is a lot of these people that you're looking for, for, you know, looking for the attention from, they're also broken as well. So how many know we, that saying is so true when it says hurt people, hurt people, you know what I mean? Um, and it is, it is very important that we understand how serious it is when it comes to us and these social media platforms, how serious it is when it comes to us using them and how we are using them and how much we are using them. Like I said, years ago, man, I, I would post things up and, you know, and, and all in, in good, all in good fun and, and all in just, you know, just doing what Facebook was, was kind of meant for, you know, engaging with your friends, just, you know, showing some accomplishments. But after a while, I just said, nah, it's, it's just too much. And, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to find myself trying to prove to anybody that I'm living a certain lifestyle or that God has been good to me and things of that nature. And I'm telling you, when I see so many people posting up all day long, making live videos, constantly putting pictures up. I know sometimes that has to be somewhat burdensome because it's taking up the majority of your day. You know, then you have to ask yourself, well, you know, what is it that I could be doing to help improve certain areas of my life other than being on this telephone all day long or being on this website all day long? And what we as individuals, you know, a lot of times we think a lot of these apps and services are free. And one of the quotes from the documentary that I thought, you know, was 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 so important was one of the quotes was we think of a lot of apps and services on the Internet as free, but they're not. They're not free. They're paid for by advertisers. And why do advertisers pay for those companies? They pay in exchange for showing their ads to us where the product our attention is the product being sold to advertisers. And listen, we know, you know, that advertisement is a huge business. We know that commercials and advertising on TV, social media, it's a huge business. But now it is, it's just at another level now. Remember years ago, you know, probably not that many years ago, everybody wanted to, to get a Super Bowl commercial, you know what I mean? Way this is before the pandemic. A Super Bowl commercial, there was, you know, there was the rumor that it's, it can be anywhere up to two million dollars. So think about that. People gladly paid two million dollars for a Super Bowl commercial because they knew everybody would be watching. But if you if you studied the last two or three Super Bowls before the pandemic, there hasn't been many commercials. There haven't been as many companies that used to put commercials, you know, on during the Super Bowl that you saw in years past. And why is that? Because that $2 million, that goes a long way 
on social media and platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, those advertising bucks go a long way and you can get a, you can be a lot more intentional with that type of advertising than you could necessarily be in a Super Bowl commercial cuz because basically when you're putting a commercial up for the Super Bowl, you're just, you know, basically uh, advertising to those that are watching that Super Bowl. But when you start to advertise on these platforms, you are able to get specific and really, you know, target a niche type audience. You know, you're able to study someone and know their likes and their dislikes and really just hone in on these individual people. And like I said, $2 million worth of advertising on a social media platform is like diamonds. You know, it's like gold. It's, it's, it's probably the best thing ever happened for these companies. But one thing I noticed that the guy said in there that I, it caught my attention is where he said, where the product and what it made me think about was a scripture in the Bible, Second uh, Peter uh, 2 and 3, when Peter was talking to the uh, talking to God's people about false teachers and second Peter two and three says, and through covetousness, the, uh, the word covetousness is wrongly desirous of wealth or possessions. In other words, greedy or greed and through covetousness shall they with feign words. That word fame means fake, pretended, imaginary, fabricated, false, phony. It says with feign words, make merchandise of you. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not in their damnation, slumbereth not. But it said that with their feigned words, they would make merchandise of you. And that's what we see a lot with the advertising. You know what I mean? It's just a whole bunch of information that they're constantly pumping out to you according to whatever it is that you desire. And that's what we see in the church. Like a lot of these people that these false teachers that you see that they're able to rob their people of tons of money is because they turn them into merchandise. They sell them to themselves. They start to hype you up and say what you should have and you shouldn't be living a certain way. And if you just give this, then God will do this. And a lot of times, pretty much the majority of the time, they're feigned words. They're made up words. They're imaginary words. They're not like, they're not words that God has given them to give to you. That's what he talked about in Jeremiah. He talked about how, listen, these guys are prophesying from their belly. They're making these things up. And what we see happening with a lot of these advertisers is the same thing that Peter was saying that these false teachers do. They just constantly bombard you with all of this information. And with these false teachers, it's a lot of false information. And even with these advertisers, it's, advertisers, it's a lot of false information because a lot of times we'll get the product and it isn't what they said that it was. And another quote that somebody said, they said advertisers on these platforms make money from changing what you do, what you think and who you are. It's slight and subtle. And guess what? The same way the advertisers do that is the same way we see the false teachers do the same thing. They change what you do. They change what you think. And how do they do that? Because they begin to use words that sound like they're biblical. They sound like they're quoting something spiritual, but they're not. And that begins to change who you are. It begins to change your desire. And now they have you desiring all these things that you believe because you trust this person, that you believe that God wants you to have because it sounds spiritual. It sounds biblical. You're not going back necessarily checking what it is that they're saying, if it is scriptural or if that scripture means that. And this is how they get over on you. But listen to what he said. He said it's slight and it's subtle, which reminds me of Genesis 3 and 1. It says, now the serpent was more subtle. The one that the devil used was the serpent who was more subtle. And it says, then any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So we know that Satan knew what God had said. But what was he doing? 
he was engaging her into conversation, into intercourse. A lot of people don't realize that another definition of intercourse is conversations between two individuals. So he engages her into a conversation with information. And what does he do through that conversation? He began to manipulate her on what God really said. And that's the same thing that goes on in social media. There's a ton of information being thrown at us. And listen, think about this. We're dealing with this information from, you know, depending on how many platforms you're using. Oh, man, you you could be under a mountain hill of information. You're talking Facebook. You're talking YouTube. You're talking Twitter. You're talking uh, what's these other ones? Snapchat and TikTok and and not and not only those. Now let's go to the regular TV. You're talking the different news channels, CNN and Fox, and you, it's like information all day long that we're being bombarded with. And if we are not careful, what is it going to do? It's going to change what we do. It's going to change what we think. And it's going to change who we are. And it's very subtle. It's not going to come out. They're not going to come out and be like, oh, I'm trying to ruin your life. The devil doesn't come out and say, oh, Eve, I'm, I'm trying to get you to eat this fruit and disobey God. No, it's subtle, little by little, little information by little to where you don't realize that this information you're taking in little sips at a time is changing you over time. And this is why I thought the documentary was was good at you know, them talking about how subtle these things are and how it seems like these are things that are in place to help us, but not realizing how much they are changing us. And it was something that one of the ladies on the documentary says, she says, man, they have more information about us than has ever been imagined in human history. So what we don't, and I won't say we as a whole, but what some of us don't understand is they're bombarding us with information, but according to how we're reacting to that information or engaging with that information, they are gathering information. And that's how they're keeping many of us on that string and, you know, chasing that carrot because they are gathering information. They know our likes, our dislikes. Um, they know when we're lonely, when we're happy, when we're sad because they see what we're typing. They see what we're watching. And like the lady said, there's no point in history that we haven't had a system that has had so much information about us. A lot of people don't know. I watched a, a, a small documentary about the the owner of Amazon, as you guys can see, I, I like watching documentaries, like different documentaries. I just love to hear people talk about different things and, and with watching anything, you know, you have to navigate and pray and, and, and still be mindful of what you're watching because you can't take everything as truth. But in this particular documentary about, you know, the owner of Amazon, they was just telling some of the tactics that he did in order to build you know, this humongous company and, and, and become the richest man in the world. And how did he do it? The major way that he did it was by gathering information. You know, earlier on when he was when he had set up the websites and all of that, what they were doing was they were tracking, which they do to this day. And we know that they do that because if you go on a website, Amazon or wherever, and you look at something, You'll notice that if you go on Facebook now, you receive ads from that particular website because they have the, the pixels that follow you. You know what I mean? So basically earlier on, what he did was when people were visiting the website and the different things that he had going on, selling the books and stuff like that, he was gathering the information, the things that they liked, the things that they disliked. So that way he could advertise to them specifically. And over time, he found other ways to gather information. I mean, even with the... Uh, Alexis or whatever you call, you know, there's theories, you know, and some people that worked for the company, I, I can't hundred percent uh, contest to this and I don't use it. I don't use Siri. I don't use Alexis. I just never really did. But it seems that from what some of the ex-employees are saying is that these devices are listening to your conversations. And I thought it was comical recently. I was watching, um, TV and a commercial came on. I think it's a Buick commercial. And they were saying, you know, is that a Buick or is it a Lexus? So I guess now, 
you know, the Lexuses and the Buicks or in the cars. And I kind of laughed to myself, you know, just kind of like a, a silly joke, uh, you know, to myself saying, man, they must don't have enough information. You know what I mean? They must be looking for, for more information. But in all seriousness, you have to be careful with all these things that make life super convenient for us. And, and it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing that you can tell it to cut all your lights off and do this and that. That's very convenient. And I'm sure that is helpful. But on the other end, what are we giving up for this convenience? And I thought that it was, you know, I thought it was so powerful that the lady said that because it's so true. Like, information is being gathered on us all the time. And we know that in the past it was being gathered, you know, through phone conversations and various things like that. But just think about now how easy it is for whomever to gather information on us as human beings. And, you know, something somebody said also in the documentary, they said everyone has their own reality with their own facts. And what they were talking about was when you're on uh, Facebook or a Google and things of that nature, once again, because the system has kind of figured out what it is that you like and what you don't like, what you kind of lean towards more and believe in and what you don't, you think that when you search a particular thing that you may be seeing the same thing that everybody else is seeing, but that is actually not the case. A lot of times they're giving us information according to what they know about us. And that's why sometimes you can have people that say, oh, why is it that these guys over here believe what they believe? Can't they see the truth? It's right here in plain sight. But what you don't understand is they're probably saying the same about you because they're not necessarily getting the same information you are. And that is something really, truly important to think about. And that's why these past couple of years, you know, I, I, I see videos on YouTube about certain situations, um, whether they're political, whether it's criminal, whether it's spiritual. Like I watch videos like everybody else. I check out posts like everybody else. But one thing that I've been very careful about is is not seeing something or watching something and just taking it as gospel like right off the top. You know, I got to do some research and all of that. And even after I do that, I don't necessarily share it at all on Facebook or any type of social media platform. I might conversate with one of my friends about it privately, you know, and get their thoughts and we may bounce back and forth, but I don't necessarily everything I see and hear that I may lean towards or don't lean towards just jump on social media and post it up. These are the things that we have to be careful about. Remember I talked to you guys in the past about how Sometimes I would see people post up like, you know, stories on Facebook from websites and then find out later it was from a satire website. It was a joke, but because it dealt with a preacher or a church matter, a whole bunch of saved people and not saved people, um, you know, people that are not saved because it was something, some type of controversy or supposedly controversy in the church. What did they do? They posted it right up without fact checking it, without trying to figure out how, you know, where the source is coming from or if the story is true. And they talked, they, they even talked about that in the documentary. And it's so scary that, and I've been saying this for years and my close friends will tell you guys, I say this to them all the time. It is so sad that we live in a world that you almost cannot believe anything unless you are standing right there to see it for yourself. It's been that way for a very, very long time, but it is so sad that that's what life has come to. And that's why with all of this information that's being given to us, all of these things that's being thrown at us, we have to be super careful how we are taking that information in. Because if we don't, we will find ourselves dressing in garments that God did not intend for us to put on. That's why it is very important, super important, that the greatest information, the best information for you to take in is the word. Even 
something else that you got to be careful about. Look at all the information that's being put out that's coming against the word where people are trying to make it seem like gospel or seem like truth. I've seen people get caught up in that. Save people that love the Lord. You know, they're sending me stuff. What do you think about this? You think this is true? It's like, listen, you have the Holy Spirit residing inside of you. You, you didn't, We didn't read the Bible and just decide, oh, I just believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and he's real. No, God sealed us with his Holy Spirit. We had experiences that led up to our salvation. And that's why when the conscious community and all these people try to get at get at us or get at me and say oh you're you know you're preaching the white men's religion preaching it's like they don't understand listen I didn't read the Bible and say, I just chose to believe this. I think this is true. No, I've had experiences with God that led up to my salvation. When I got saved, God brought me back to places in my life where he was there, where he had his angels camped about me, where I could have died or took somebody else's life or just did something outrageous to hurt myself and, and or, or somebody else or somebody hurt me where God watched over me and kept me. When I lost my mind from smoking PCP, something that I I had never done only did it a couple times and totally flipped out where I've seen people smoke for years and didn't go through what I went through. But I understand now the devil was trying to take me out. He knew what my purpose was. He knew from seeing me as a baby, God watching over me, keeping his angels around me. He knew there was something that I was supposed to do. So he was trying to take me out and God just made it a part of my testimony. So it's like we have to be truly careful out here of all of these things that are coming at us, especially the things that are trying to make us believe that Jesus Christ isn't Lord. Listen, stick to the experiences that you've had and the truth that God has revealed to you about his words. Stop looking at stuff that's trying to contradict the Bible. And somebody will try to say to you, oh, you're just scared and it's not... I've listened to stuff. I've seen stuff, but everybody can't necessarily handle that. Some people will see something like that and something happened in their life. And because it didn't go the way they want, they said, oh, that information I saw before, it must be real because God didn't do what I thought he would do. And now all of a sudden God isn't real. Jesus isn't real. It was all made up. And it's like, man, we have to be careful about the information we're taking in. And that's why I wanted to share with you guys about this documentary and some of the things that were being said is because, listen, this is a serious matter. And like I said, man, I don't jump on every platform. You know, I don't spend a whole lot of time on every platform because I'm telling you, I learned that this stuff is really not all that good for us. You know what I mean? Especially if you're not using it the right way. Can it be good for you? Can you get some great things out of social media and out of the internet? Of course you can. But you have to be able to be disciplined and ask help from God to lead and guide you not to get caught up in the hype. Because I'm telling you, a lot of the chaos we see going on in this country and around the world it is all being pushed through these social media platforms. You know, they even talked about the uh, the COVID-19 with the pandemic. And one of the quotes was, what we are seeing with COVID is just an extreme version of what's happening across our information ecosystem. And what they were talking about was just like, when the when the pandemic started, when they when everything came in about COVID, just all the videos that was put out there about, you know, you know, maybe you can drink this. I mean, not outside of Trump's, um, uh, I guess, you know, his statement about drinking bleach. But there was tons of other videos about drinking certain solutions or drinking water or certain people couldn't catch it. And, you know, just tons of information, whether true or false, it was just we were bombarded with tons of information, videos about whether COVID was real, whether it wasn't, whether people were dying or they wasn't, or they, the hospital was killing them or they wasn't. Like all of this information that was being put out there and, and it was very extreme. And guess what happens? Most people, when they take in, in, in these, you know, these different platforms of information, what are most people going to do? They're going to lean towards what they believe more. You know what I mean? A lot of times 
it's very hard to find people that can kind of stand in the middle and say, okay, I'm not going to rush to judgment about what's happening. Let me wait some things out. Let me give it some time. And especially if you're saved and pray about it and say, okay, God, show me, you know, reveal to me what it is that is going on. A lot of times, whatever it is that are in people's brain and what they believe, that's what they're going to lean towards. And that's what the documentary was talking about. You know what I mean? And they were just talking about how it's just super hard to determine what's fact or fiction. Just like I've been saying for years, it is sad that you almost can't believe anything unless you are standing right there to experience it for yourself. Another quote that somebody said on the documentary, they said social media amplifies exponential gossip and exponential hearsay to the point we don't know what's true no matter what issue we care about. Listen, that is super scary. That is a super scary place to be in. And that's why for me, I don't watch a lot of news. For me, I don't take a lot of videos as gospel, no matter how I feel about certain things. Like I'm truly in a place where I'm like, God, help me to know what is true and what is not. Because just because I feel a certain type of way about something and that's the information I'm being bartered with does not necessarily make that information true. So I've been really working on that like God and even limiting watching certain things. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, you can get caught up and you will go down that rabbit hole video after video after video after video. And before you know it, man, it will drive you crazy. Another quote that was said was, how can you wake up from the matrix if you don't know you're in the matrix? I thought that was a very powerful quote because some people just don't know that they're caught up in the something that is not beneficial for them. And how do you know that you're caught up in such a place you know what I mean? How do you know you're there if you don't even realize you're in it? If you're thinking that where you are is nothing but truth and this is what I know is going on for a fact and it is not, woo, only person that can really bring you out of that is God. And that's what I'm praying that God just continually reveal and open our eyes up about a lot of this stuff that is going on because it's it's no joke out here. And I'm not here to co-sign even everything that they're saying in the documentary is 100% because basically what I did find about the documentary is some things that people believed happened, they were calling conspiracy theory, but yet they're telling us, you know, we can't trust or believe everything we hear. Well, how is it that these issues or these uh, things that have happened in situations that have happened. How can we take your word as gospel that this isn't true? And these are like high level things that have happened that people believe to be true. So I'm telling you, we live in a wild place, guys. It is it is bonkers out here. You know, I, I enjoyed the documentary from the standpoint of just seeing and, and really just confirmation of that, listen, this stuff is not good to be taken in all the time. And some people will say, yeah, but, you know, we kind of knew that, but yet be still watch, binge watching all of these different social media platforms all day long. So that's why I just wanted to share with you guys, like, listen, you have to be careful, especially right now, guys, the world is dying. It is passing away. I say that almost every podcast or every eat up Monday, because I, I don't want you to think that God is trying to make the world better because he's not, he's trying to save those that belong to him. He's trying to not, and I won't say trying, he's saving those that belong to him. He's making sure that the gospel spreads to the four corners of the earth. And he's going to send his son back when the time comes, but he is not trying to make this world that we are living in currently a better place because if he was, there would be no need for the new world or the new kingdom to come. So I'm here to encourage you guys. Listen, be very careful. Be very like when you're taking in this information and you're listening to this stuff, you need to be listening to it with eyes wide open, ears wide open, also with a spirit that's willing to research to the best of your ability, because I'm telling you, 
There's people that's being taken for a ride. We got political things going on. We got the social justice issues going on. I just saw an interview with a cop, uh, an African-American, a black cop from Portland. And it was amazing because I was glad that I saw it because these are things that you don't hear about. And he just was talking about how there's some weird things going on in these protests. You know, things that he's seeing that it looks like, you know, it looks like there's other things behind it, which we know that. I mean, we've seen signs of little things that wasn't right, but he really laid out some beautiful things that I won't get into right now. But I was like, wow, these are the things that you're not going to hear about on the news because a lot of this stuff, people want to keep going. They want to keep people angry. They want to keep people frustrated. They want to keep people at odds with one another. So there's a lot going on. And that's not to deny the issues or the things that we see happening that we know are no good. We know that these things need to be fixed, whether they're political or social or financial or whatever have you. But at the end of the day, what we are, what we have to understand is that a lot of the people, the majority of the people that are feeding us this information a lot of times it's not for the right reasons. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's financial. A lot of times there's an agenda and we really have to be careful of it. And speaking of agendas, they were talking about, and I'm almost getting ready to close the podcast, but um, they were talking about how Google and Facebook, you know, were doing experiments. And one of the quotes was Google and Facebook will roll out lots of little tiny experiments. Then they were constantly, then they were constantly doing that they were, excuse me, that they were constantly doing on users. And over time, by running these constant experiments, you develop the most optimal way to get users to do what you want them to do. It's manipulation. And basically, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Like, we have to be super careful because a lot of stuff that we're seeing is manipulation, man. I, I think some of it is barely the truth. I think the majority of it, you know, sometimes is false with some of these different things that are constantly being plastered in our face and they're only giving us little bits and pieces of truth but it was you know he was saying that a lot of these experiments was learning how to manipulate people and what what did i say about the false teachers you know these made up words feigned words what do they do with these feigned words these imaginary words these imaginary prophecies these imaginary uh you know uh messages from god they are manipulating. They're they're changing who you are, what you think, and how you do things so that they can take advantage of you. And when he said this, the guy behind the camera, he said, you're making me feel like a lab rat. And the guy responds to him. He says, you are a lab rat. We're all lab rats. And it's not like we're lab rats for developing a cure for cancer. It's not like they're trying to benefit us. We're just we're just zombies. And they want us to look at more ads so they can make more money. And we know that a lot of this stuff is absolutely driven by money first. And an, another quote, he says, to, 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 to finish it off, he says, one thing Facebook concluded is that we know that we now know we can affect real world behavior and emotions without ever triggering the user's awareness. Let me read that again. That's that's super powerful. He says, one thing Facebook concluded is that we now know we can affect, listen to this, we can affect real world behavior and emotions without ever triggering the user's awareness. If any of you guys been in church for any length of time and dealt with a false preacher or a false teacher or saw somebody that was getting over on the people, this is exactly, we've seen this before, but this is what's going on in our world. This is what's going on on social media platforms. This is what's going on on some of these news channels. Like, think about that. When you're able to affect somebody's behavior and emotions and they don't even know it, you can get them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. And I'm telling you, sometimes I sit back and I see the post, I see the conversations, and sometimes it's, it's people that I know. And I'm amazed. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you can see how all of the things that we're being shown and being seen is just manipulating conversations it's manipulating how people feel about one another you know it's it's causing people to 
sever relationships. Um, wow, it's dangerous, guys. It's dangerous. And we have to, especially for those of us that are saved, and I'm encouraging you guys that may be listening that are not saved, you know, first of all, get saved. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, because, listen, it's going down out here. You know what I mean? Like the scriptures is very clear that Satan is the God of this world. This, he is the God of this world system. And that's why it is what it is. And it's, it's weird because watching the documentary, one thing I found is that all of these individuals, most of them that were talking that dealt with these earlier, you know, dealt with deal, you know, dealt with um, creating a lot of this stuff earlier on. I noticed that they had this mindset or or when you hear them talk they talked about hopefully making this system better and it's almost like they couldn't understand why it's deteriorating so fast like why things are getting so bad so quick like oh well I just was working for such and such just a couple years ago and it seemed like in just a matter of three years it has escalated in a way that we've never seen and what they don't understand and what I keep trying to help people to understand, especially those that are not saved and especially those that are saved as well, is that the world is dying. The system is not meant to get better. The system is not going to work in the favor of the people because the system is no good and it is belongs to Satan. And that's just what it is. You know, unfortunately, the, this world is passing away and God you know, the scriptures is very clear. Peter talked about that. God is not slacking his promise as some people think, because there's some people mocking saying, oh, Jesus should have been came back. The Lord should have been came back. But Peter says, listen, God is not slacking his promise. He just wants to make sure that everybody that's supposed to be saved gets saved. He wants to give everybody that opportunity. He's not slack. God can come back right now. He can do whatever he want, but he's not slacking his promise. But you have people out here mocking and, and you have people that were in the church and that were saved or believed in the Lord walking away because they're like, oh, this didn't happen yet or that didn't happen yet. It's like, no, God knows exactly what he is doing and he's going to save his children out of this wicked and perverse generation and world. It is just what it is, but stop looking for this world to have this big turnaround and change or looking for some man or some woman to come into the government or into the presidency to make your life better. Listen, Satan means none of us any good. And that's just what it is. And like I talked about also when we talked about the whole election and presidency and all of those things. Listen, I never discourage anybody not to vote or not to be involved if that's something that you want to do. But don't get entangled. The scripture says that a good soldier for the Lord does not entangle himself in the affairs of this life. When you get entangled, that to, that means to be all twisted up in. That's when you find yourself going to the extreme and doing extreme things like cutting people off because they don't believe, you know, in the same political party you believe in and things of that nature. Like I'm telling you guys, don't allow Satan to deceive you. Yes, social media can be used for good reasons. Yes, it can be used for good. Right now we're talking about the scriptures. We're talking about the Lord. It can be used for good things. It doesn't have to necessarily be bad for you. The system itself, the way it's being created and the way it's manipulating people, that's the intention of it. But there are ways for us to be disciplined and use it to our benefit. But what we have to be able to do is filter out all the nonsense and stay away from all the nonsense. Some of this stuff, don't even watch that stuff. Like really pray about before you watch some of these videos and things of that nature, especially if you're somebody that you know, you're emotional and you allow, you know, things to really get you emotionally going when you see them. You got to be careful, guys, because everybody out here does not have your best interests at heart. And everybody out here is not flowing in the spirit of the Lord. You know, a lot of them are flowing in the spirit of Satan. The scripture talks about how, listen, if you're not being used by the Lord or belong to the Lord at this time, you're being manipulated by Satan. He has your mind. He is the God of this world and he has the mind of those in the world. And that's why 
the world sticks together. And that's why the world is always coming against the Bible and Jesus Christ more than anybody else. So I wanted to encourage you guys. Yes, the Internet can be used for a good thing. Matter of fact, here's a quote that a guy said. He says, if something is a tool, it genuinely is just sitting there waiting patiently. If if something is not a tool, it's demanding things from you. So originally the Internet was, was supposed to be a tool. Right. And we can use it as a tool. There are some good things we can can do with it. But what he's saying is is that the creators of it and those that are, are running the system, they're not their intentions isn't for you to use it as a tool. So you have to be intentional about that because those aren't their intentions. You can't look for them to have your best intentions at heart because they have an agenda. But listen to what he says. I'm going to read it again. If something is a tool, it genuinely is just sitting there waiting patiently. If something is not a tool, it's demanding things from you. It's seducing you. It's manipulating you. It wants things from you. And we've moved away from having a tools-based technology environment to an addiction and manipulation-based technology environment. That's what's changed social media isn't a tool that's just waiting to be used. So he says that's what's changed. It's no longer a tool that's waiting to be used. That is not the intention. It has its own goals and it has its own means of pursuing them by using your psychology against you. So guys, I'm getting ready to close. I'm telling you guys, if you want to go check out the documentary, like I said, they made some good points. Um, you don't necessarily have to, you know, basically in the gist, that's what it was about. But they did go into some numbers. They did talk about, you know, like I said, some of the, you know, the the suicide rates that have come from, you know, um, especially some of the young people. It seemed like it is affecting the young people more than anybody. So we have to pray for our youth, you know, because they're looking for this attention. They're looking, you know, to be accepted. And what Sometimes they don't know in the early stages of their maturity, they don't understand that the people they're looking up to because they have these cars and they have this platform and they have these houses. They don't realize sometimes mentally they're not even doing as well as they are spiritually. They're not even doing as well as they are, but because they see the stuff. Because they see the physical, they think that this is the person that I should be listening to. They have the answers and it highlights stuff like that. You know what I mean? In the documentary. And I'm telling you. They're being taken for a ride. And then somebody like us come and try to tell them about the Lord and try to encourage them to be them and and tell them what the Lord says about them and how important they are to God. You know, being his creation, you know, they don't want to hear that. They'll rather hear from somebody that tells them, oh, if you don't have this, then you must not be nothing. And that's what we see in the church. Some preachers will be like, if you don't have this, you're not blessed. If your husband ain't husband ain't making this, you're not blessed. If your wife not doing this. You're not blessed. We have to be careful with these type of individuals. And I wanted to encourage you guys on this podcast to be careful with the information you are taking in. The most information we should be taking in and we're all guilty of not always doing it is the word of God. We should be taking it in as much as we can through audio, through reading, listening to something that's encouraging uh, the scriptures, being true and, and, and being the word of God. These are the things that we should strive to, you know, focus our attention on and, and make a make it a daily diet in our life. But know that I love you guys. I just wanted to encourage you guys. I wanted to share my heart with you on these things because I've talked about these things in the past and I just felt some of the things they touched on was just confirmation of what God has been showing me and what I've been saying. So listen, be encouraged, be prayerful, be careful of what you're taking in on these social media websites. You know, start to, to to diet away from these things. Start to cut back on these things like and find something else to do. You know what I mean? Like just stop allowing all of this information to overload your system to the point of where you can't process it correctly. And by not being able to process it correctly is going to affect you spiritually, spiritually, just like not processing your food naturally. If you don't chew your food, 
you know, up good enough and you're just swallowing it whole, eventually that's going to affect your body. And it's no different spiritually. So know that I love you guys. And until the next time we hop on the podcast together, I love you guys. Please don't forget to share this, especially if it's with somebody that you know are just a social media head and just on it all day long. Don't forget, please share it with them because we love them and we don't want to see them caught up in the matrix and we want to see them living the life that God intended for them. But I love you guys. Until the next time we get together, shalom.